Hi everyone, it's Maria and welcome to the Breaking Up With Toxicity podcast. Thank you for being with me today. Each week I will connect with people as they share relatable life experiences. We will talk about and at times challenge reoccurring unhealthy and toxic patterns that keep you from the changes you want to see as you break these unhealthy cycles. So let's get started and see where the show will take us today. Be sure to listen and don't forget to follow so that you never miss an episode. Hi everyone, thank you for joining me today. On today's show, I will be diving into the topic that frequently emerges in my therapy sessions with clients, toxic and unhealthy dynamics in a relationship. As we know, this happens in intimate relationships with parents, family members, and friends, basically anyone. Toxicity can manifest in various ways, and these types of discussions will continue to provide the support and guidance for people so that they can better understand and have clarity in their own situations. I will be shedding light on what the differences between toxic and healthy behaviors and toxic people what personality types tend to be seen as toxic people, and why we should be learning how to use the word unhealthy behavior instead. The word toxic has become a catch-all phrase encompassing a broad spectrum of behaviors. The word itself is very misleading, and information presented to us tends to be at extremes. You are either toxic or not. The word has been so overused that back in 2018, it was actually named the Oxford Dictionary Word of the Year. That says a lot. I googled the words toxic behavior and toxic people and found that a study found almost 49% of people have experienced toxic individuals that have impacted their mental health. I was actually surprised that the number isn't higher because when I googled the definition of toxic behavior or toxic person, it basically describes most people we know, including ourselves. I took the first few descriptions, and this is what Google told me. After I read this, I'd like you to think about what I've just read. Toxic behavior's definition refers to a person whose behavior and ongoing actions cause harm to other people by physical or mental means. The toxic traits of a toxic person include unsupportive and unpleasant behavior, being manipulative, judgmental, controlling, and self-centered. A toxic person is anyone's behavior that adds negativity and stress to your life. A toxic person is constantly negative, always seems to have a problem with everything, is excessively critical of others, or is always trying to start arguments. Additionally, toxic people may try to control or manipulate those around them. Last one, A toxic person is someone who is manipulative, self-centered, needy, or controlling. Their behavior is typically unpleasant or malicious towards others. They are often abusive and lacking in empathy. Some common behaviors of toxic people include constant criticism, gaslighting, passive-aggressive behavior, and a need for power and control. Toxic people disrespect emotional and physical boundaries. Most of those definitions are written vaguely, which further complicates it when someone is learning to navigate unhealthy behaviors, because it can be interpreted in a way that can actually create more complex unhealthy dynamics for people. The use of this word has labeled people with mental health challenges, and that even includes people who have anxiety, ADHD, or even OCD. People's behaviors are not indicative of a person's core character. The pitfalls of overusing the word toxic include labeling individuals' behavior to the extreme and creating a society that mostly walks on eggshells, 
Not everything is toxic nor abusive. For example, let's consider a person who has generalized anxiety, a co-occurring diagnosis of ADHD, is a rigid thinker, catastrophizes all situations, and personalizes. According to the various definitions that I read to you earlier, this person can be labeled as someone who is toxic and abusive. Another example is boundaries. Setting personal boundaries is crucial for self-care, but using labels like it being toxic to justify boundary setting does complicate relationships. Having boundaries does not have to be selfish or toxic. People's responsibility is to understand what the boundaries are and communicate one's needs to create healthier dynamics in any relationship. What one person considers toxic behavior might be seen differently by another. However, how information is presented to us and our view of that behavior can challenge us because we may feel that we must agree with what other people think is toxic to avoid confrontation and be viewed as weak or toxic ourselves. Relationships with people can be complex and at the same time they're not. When I'm working with someone who has an identified person who is either anxious, ADHD, or even borderline, it is common to hear that the person in their lives are emotionally draining, mentally exhausting them, and are toxic to their well-being. So that I better understand what it means to them and feels for them, my first question is, what is mentally draining and toxic feel and mean to you? Some people are certain what it means, and I'll hear responses such as, I'm stressed because I'm not heard, I'm hurt because I feel I'm alone and taken advantage of, And some won't exactly know how to explain it to me and say, well, you know, I'm like, no, I actually don't know because what you feel is what you feel. It also depends, you know, in context. One of my responses may be, it sounds like a lack of boundary issue and it may have nothing to do with someone else being toxic. This brings me to the explanation of what is an unhealthy toxic behavior and what is a toxic person. Recognizing the difference between toxic behavior and labeling someone as inherently a toxic person is a crucial distinction. People in general are not always complex, and most individuals are not inherently bad. The exploration of the toxic person concept raises points about the complexities and potential pitfalls that are associated with labeling individuals in this way. Labeling a person toxic may oversimplify the complexity. Behaviors are not static. Various factors can influence them, including mental health, stress, and coping mechanisms. The use of the term of toxic may be inadvertently stigmatizing individuals. And it's important to recognize that behaviors associated with mental health may not be indicative of a person's core character, and labeling someone as toxic may. A toxic person lacks a clear, universal, agreed-upon definition. What one person considers toxic behavior might be seen differently by another. This subjective makes it challenging to have meaningful conversations about the concept without a shared understanding. Setting personal boundaries is crucial for self-care, but using labels like toxic person to justify boundary setting may complicate relationships. Recognizing what works or doesn't work in one's life and acting accordingly might be a more constructive approach. So what does it mean to be toxic? As you heard, it has many definitions. It will have the capacity to be seen as acting toxic. And when a person has the ability to recognize this, they can change. I'm not excusing an unhealthy behavior. I'm challenging one to learn how to distinguish the difference. 
If somebody yells at someone and they are constantly told they are toxic for doing so, there are two things that happen. The first is the person eventually responds and says, I do this because I don't know how else to express myself in a healthier way. Okay, with that said, it is up to that person to own their role in their own behavior and get the help to learn how to express themselves with healthier behaviors and not take it out on others. This is not a toxic person. Now here's the difference. I'm going to use the same person as before, but this time this person often gets mad and upset and yells, and this person recognizes that they do it and they don't care because that is who they are and because you've caused it. This attitude also consists of this person having an agenda for their behavior, and this person is toxic because they recognize what they are doing and it's hurting others, and they enjoy this. This is actually ingrained in someone's personality. This is what a toxic person is. Now I'd like to move on and start dissecting unhealthy behaviors and the difference between a toxic person. The personality disorder I want to talk about is someone with borderline personality. I've chosen this because the impact the symptoms have on the individual and the dynamic of the relationship is extremely challenging and can be toxic. Even though diagnoses aren't inclusive, this is more often diagnosed in women than men. This is one of the relationship dynamics that men and women struggle with and can border the line of abuse. What is borderline personality disorder? Borderline personality disorder is a chronic condition that may include mood instability, difficulty with interpersonal relationships, self-image, and behavior. It does exhibit high rates of self-harm behavior, such as cutting and suicidal behavior. A person's mood instability often disrupts family and work life, long-term planning, and an individual's sense of identity. An individual must experience five or more of the nine symptoms of borderline personality. Those symptoms are efforts to avoid abandonment, emotional instability, feelings of emptiness, identity disturbances, impulsive behaviors, inappropriate intense anger, unstable interpersonal relationships, suicidal or self-harming behaviors, transient, which means only lasting a short time, paranoid or disassociative symptoms. People with borderline often have highly unstable patterns of social relationships. While they can develop intense but stormy attachments, their attitudes towards family, friends, and loved ones may shift from idolizing them, um, loving them, to devaluing them and disliking them very much. They may also form an immediate attachment and idolize people in general. But when a slight separation or conflict occurs between them, they switch unexpectedly to the opposite extreme and angrily accuse the other person of not caring for them. People with borderline shift back and forth between good and bad states. If they are in a bad state, for example, they have no awareness of the good state. I do want to note that similar diagnoses to borderline or bipolar disorder, histrionic personality disorder, and narcissistic personality disorder. It is not uncommon for somebody with borderline to have a co-occurring diagnosis of anxiety, bipolar, depression, an eating disorder, post-traumatic stress disorder, and a substance abuse disorder. 
I will have an episode and discuss ADHD versus borderline. They share many symptoms and they are often misdiagnosed and it is important to know the differences. Like most psychological disorders, the exact cause of borderline is not known. However, based on research, it's suggested that some combination of genetics and the environment is at play here. A few causes of borderline do include that there is a difference in someone's brain functioning, especially in the part of the brain that affects impulse control and emotional regulation. However, it's not defined or clear if these differences are the result of someone having borderline or they're just part of the cause. There also appears to be a genetic component to borderline. It's not uncommon for close family members to have the condition. Many people diagnosed with borderline have experienced a history of being abandoned during childhood, experiencing abuse, whether it's sexual, physical, or emotional, having dysfunctional disruptions in your family life, even poor communication skills within the family unit. Borderlines tend to have chaotic relationships, both platonically and romantically. Romantic relationships with a borderline have their challenges because of the constant changes in the borderline's emotions. They may form an immediate attachment and idolize another person, but the slightest conflict can switch unexpectedly to the opposite extreme, and they can angrily accuse the other person of not caring for them at all. Borderlines tend to have a constant negative self-image and may engage in self-harm behaviors. They have severe mood swings and make very impulsive choices. The borderline's fear of abandonment by their partners creates a lot of mistrust in the relationship, and it takes a lot of work for their partners to believe their true love for them. There is a constant need for validation in these relationships. Borderlines are highly sensitive to rejection even something as simple as changing plans, that can spur negative thoughts for them, which includes their fears of abandonment. Borderlines are very highly sensitive to other people's moods and feelings. They can sense the slightest change in other people, which can lead to intense drama and verbal as well as physical attacks. Relationships with borderlines can cause the feeling of being suffocated, there are red flags associated with borderline personality. Identifying these signs is a step in understanding and navigating these types of relationships. As you reflect on the people in your life, consider these red flags. You may even want to take a piece of paper and write this out. I'm going to use the chart I provided in my self-help book so that you can engage in this exercise. As you engage in this exercise, remember, that identifying these patterns is a step towards understanding. I will present each red flag. I encourage you to reflect on your own experiences and relationships. And these relationships can be with anyone. You can also draw three columns on your paper. One column is going to be being intimate relationships. The second one can be family members and the third can be friends. Feel free to jot down the names of individuals in your relationship with them as you reflect on past and present situations. I'd like for you to consider how you felt during these interactions with them. This exercise is a valuable tool for you recognizing behavioral patterns and gaining these insights. The first red flag is intense fear of abandonment. Reflect on your relationships and have you ever noticed extreme reactions 
driven by their constant fear of being left alone. An example of an extreme reaction can be something such as not answering the phone when they call. Impulsive behavior. Reflect on impulsive decisions that seemed sudden and without much thought that affected your relationship. Consider the individuals in your life with whom you've experienced unpredictable emotional swings or instability in the relationship. Self-harm. Reflect on instances where individuals threatened or engaged in actual self-harm behaviors. Rapid changes in self-identity. Reflect on these instances. Reflect on where these individuals displayed a negative self-image about themselves. Lying. Reflect on the relationship and notice how often the individual was deceptive in lying. Mood swings. Reflect on how often mood swings were apparent. Paranoia and loss of reality. Reflect how often this was recognized. Oversharing and being dramatic. Reflect on when those were recognized and how often. Playing a victimhood role and sympathy, constantly seeking validation because they are the ones who are always being hurt or wronged. Obsession and lack of boundaries. Recognize how often boundaries was disrespected. Splitting. This is black and white thinking, which is very common for borderlines. This is an actual defense mechanism, and this is where they think in extremes. Something that is all good or bad. Recognize patterns and how often this occurs. Manipulation of loved ones. Recognize patterns by using manipulation. These red flags, when observed in a relationship, could indicate potential traits associated with borderline personality. It's important to approach these reflections with empathy and understanding. Recognizing that individuals with borderline may be dealing with significant and emotional challenges. Remember, it's not about labeling someone as good or bad, but understanding the dynamics and finding constructive ways to navigate these challenging relationships. Thank you for listening today, and I hope you gain clarity and valuable information to start a better understanding of unhealthy toxic behavior versus toxic people. Today, I provided an overview of the breakdown of risk factors, how co-occurring conditions affect other diagnoses, and behaviors associated with borderline personality. The emphasis is the need for empathy and understanding rather than labeling individuals as good or bad and its impact on relationships. Providing you with the red flags is so that you can identify them through your own exploration of learning to identify the individuals in your own life. I I look forward to you joining me in the next episode as I delve into how these diagnosis complicities differ for men and women in these relationships. In the next segment, I will continue to explore the strategies for managing and improving relationships in the context of borderline personality disorder.